The following audio is via a Skype call. Hi, I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Welcome to Manson Mitchell on this Friday, this International Women's Day. So to all the ladies out there, it's nice to have a day. Maybe it's a day that would be constructed otherwise if women had a vote in this. But however it came about, it's certainly something that marks the, the feminine side of nature and of society in a way that is all about honor and possibility. So we're delighted to say hello to our buddy at the board, Bad Boy Benny. How are you today, sir? Hi there, Gary. Can you hear me all right now? Yes, I hear you. It's like you're talking from my neighbor's garage, but oh, that's okay. okay. All right. Well, I guess we got some technical <laughs> stuff. Yeah, well, that's okay. I like to garage band it all up, you know. I mean, and you it's didn't all good. even tell us that you were in town. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you was hiding in a garage somewhere. You Who know, knows? I very well could be. You never know. He, he's found the deep bowels of KKNW, and he's pulled up in there <laughs> doing our show. And speaking of deep bowels, say, friends, the next yeah, time right? you're stopped up. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, we got to find some way to promote this show from the bottom up. <laughs> Keep them going, Gary. Keep them, you'll be here all week. And how in any way does this honor International Women's Day and the lovely lady, the woman of mature metaphysics that we have joining us today? I don't know how to make that connection, so I'll stop trying, but I will ask you, Suzanne, to give our friend her mad props and bring her on air. Marianne Pastana is the CEO of Marianne Pastana LLC, a full service agency that is dedicated in assisting authors, publishers, speakers, and celebrities with their promotion, marketing, and media relations. She effectively creates and implements marketplace recognition, leveraging social media and branding techniques with media appearances to increase book sales and brand recognition, often leading to lucrative strategic alliances. As a former VP of sales, Marianne knows what it takes to run a successful business and has trained thousands of entrepreneurs on how to develop, grow, and expand their business and brand from the ground up. Her goal is to help you stand apart in the crowd. As a featured radio host of the hit show Moments with Marianne, heard on iHeartRadio, Marianne has interviewed top minds, luminaries, influencers, and celebrities from all over the world. She has been called the go-to person for creating your best success. We are debuting Marianne Pistana today on Manson Mitchell. Well, thank you. What a delight it is to be here with you both. All right, so we're going to do this real fast, Mary, and I apologize. Sounds like we're having some technical mm -hmm. stuff. So what we're going to do is just going to run off to a quick little first mini break, and we'll be right back with... Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. 
I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. At farmers markets across Minneapolis St. Paul, Hmong farmers sell vegetables, fruits, and flowers. The Hmong are an ethnic minority group from East Asia. After the Vietnam War, many fled Laos as refugees and settled in Minnesota. There, some continue to farm for a living. But climate change brings new challenges. As winters warm, more pests survive until spring. Paku Hang of the Hmong American Farmers Association says pests ruined a lot of Brussels sprouts last year. And then we also saw a lot of black rot in our broccoli because we had just had so much rain. Crop insurance can help, but getting it is cumbersome for many Hmong farmers. Hang says they may raise 60 types of produce in a five-acre plot, and the application asks for details about each. On top of that, many older farmers need a translator. On average, it takes our farmers 13 hours to just fill out an application to apply for the specialty crop insurance compared to a conventional farmer where that person might only need 30 minutes or one hour. But the Hmong came to the U.S. in search of a better life. So Hang says despite these challenges... Still they're persevering. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Marianne Pastana in her debut on our show to discuss her thoughts on manifesting and the metaphysical world. On Saturday, Reverend Michael Bogar, a brilliant religious scholar, returns for a high-octane discussion of his worldview and the role its spirituality plays in it. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. You know, every time I say we have to stop using Mercury Retrograde as an excuse for technical glitches and failures, (laughs) along comes one, and it's a whopper during a Mercury Retrograde. So I give up. The stars and planets win, and I'm just lucky to be aligned with 1150 AM KKNW in Seattle. Manson Mitchell Thrilled that you are with us, you patient souls. Marianne Pastana, a lovely lady of metaphysics, of marketing, with a wonderful head for business, and she's on a beautiful spiritual path as well. What better time to be talking to Marianne than on International Women's Day with all the potential that that implies? Marianne, I am delighted to have you with us. Sorry about the glitches. Glad you hung around. Well, hey, it is a delight to be here with the two of you, and thank you, Benny. My gosh, you guys are doing such an excellent job. When I look at things like this that happen, I think it's because you guys have such amazing energy, the radio can't take it. So, you know, thanks for having this opportunity. Well, that is some (laughs) of the most elegant flattery to which I've ever been subjected. Thank you. I will accept (laughs) that wonderful compliment. Actually, when these things happen and we go off air, it gives me a chance to practice up on my profanity-laced tirade, usually to myself, for shouting at a wall, uh, at a wall while uh, Benny gets things fixed, which he always manages to do because he's the expert in these matters. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Marianne, <laughs> on International Women's Day, I hope you're celebrating the day in style. And also, I just was not thinking in terms of it when we scheduled you for this day, but the, the idea here is there is an imbalance in our world persisted for a very long time, and I'm speaking in historical terms. I wonder to what extent, Marianne, you certainly don't seem like a lady who lets anything stand in her way, but with this being the case, and being a woman of the 21st century and doing what you do, what is the importance or the significance of an International Women's Day in your life? Well, you know, thank you so much for asking that great question, Gary, and thank you, Suzanne, for having me here as well. When I look at, you know, just International Women's Day and being here with the two of you, and of course also Benny, what's important when I when I look at today, it's it's about turning obstacles into opportunities. I mean, we come across stuff all the time that sets us off our path, and no matter what's going on in life, having that positive mindset can't be understated. I mean, there's so much that we can do when we've got that go-getter attitude, no matter what's going in our way. A lot of times people will say, well, gosh, isn't that kind of, you know, wearing some rosy colored glasses or not really looking at the truth? 
as I put in air quotes, the truth of a situation. But really, it's all about how we choose to live in this world. Are we having a positive experience? Are we having one that we feel like, gosh, you know what, the world's getting at us? And that is the biggest thing that you can ever make a difference in is your mindset. It, it puts you in charge. That's what I'm hearing you say. If you're clear about your objectives in life, we like to call them goals, dreams, or aspirations. And when we're serious and clear about those, it starts to feel male or female, whether no matter what it is that you are after, any legitimate goal to which your soul can say yes becomes a quest. It becomes a dream that you're about to make come true, and that's where determination comes in. Well, and isn't that what our path is all about? It's about being here, learning, expanding, growing, and moving on to the next challenge. You know, a lot of times when people come across something that maybe they have a a boss that's a tyrant or they're having a tough time at work or at home or wherever that situation is, being able to look at that and how you said have that determination to move forward is a big deal. You know, the the mindset, again, is is a really big deal. Good friend of mine, Judy Goodman, talks about that all the time and just having the way to look for the positivity in life. Look for that silver lining behind that cloud, because there's always one. There is, and also with that, there are clouds. And that I guess that's yes, the lesson <laughs> for me, because I hear about silver linings, and I say, yeah, you know, behind every cloud there's a silver lining, and in front of every silver lining there's a cloud there, but you're going to get that throughout your life, so learn how to roll with it, and life will become much less of a hassle for you and much more a field of dreams, if you will, certainly a realm of possibility. And I, I do like that kind of attitude. It's more than just being optimistic because we know that the bad stuff happens. We know that there are difficult people in our lives, maybe within our own family, or should I say especially within our own family, and then there's the family of choice out in the world. With all of that, it becomes an adventure when you decide very clearly and in succinct terms that you could call to mind at any moment who you are and what it is you wish to do during this one life you have for sure. And I'm kind of a fan of reincarnation. I'm persuaded that that might be the way it works in terms of soul evolution. But during this one life that you have as Mary Ann, that you know you've got for sure, and how do you make the most of it? Well, yeah, there's a lot that can be said with that, you know, and and it's interesting when we look at how we choose to have our experience for this lifetime, there are a lot of things that come into play. You mentioned it. It's like, you know, we've got the family situation. There are going to be, there are going to be clouds with lots of rain. It's like, how do we move beyond that? And, you know, people are using a real hot topic nowadays. They talk about mindfulness. And I kind of want to dive into this a little bit because it really dovetails nicely if we're talking about the law of attraction and how to bring in positivity into our life. So when we talk about mindfulness, it's just really being in appreciation for what we have at this present moment. A lot of times people, they, they don't realize how blessed they are, how much they have in their life, what, what great things are happening because they're so focused on those problems. And do you find the same thing when when you are talking to people? Because I know you guys are top interviewers, both you and Suzanne. And so you really meet with some of the top minds in regards to these topics. Well, thanks for that. I mean, that's uh, it's funny you should say that, Marianne. I appreciate the compliment very much. I tend not to think of myself in those terms because I always go, I'm a Virgo. And with Virgo, you get doubt and pickiness and sometimes pettiness, too, unfortunately. And I will tend to be my own worst critic. But when I am mindful of what I'm doing, I feel like I am, as they say, in the zone. And I look at Suzanne Mitchell, and she makes a habit of getting in the zone because she has a supremely organized mind. And she is able to turn everything in life into an Excel spreadsheet, for example, in a way (laughs) that I marvel at because that's certainly nothing I've practiced doing. And between the two of us, we managed to get where we want to go far more often than not. Suzanne, are you there to well, hear guys, this conversation? 
I'm wondering, I'm probably going to, when we go to a break, I'm going to take her phone out to her because uh, the gremlins are out to get us. Yeah, we're today, almost we... done here, Gary, resetting our stuff up just to make sure. So give us another couple of minutes if that's cool. No problem. Thank you, sir. But, yes, <laughs> it, it's clarity of goals. It's the idea that, you know, if I have only one life to live, let me live it as a metaphysical blonde, to borrow from an old commercial decades ago. Um, regardless of what your hair color is, the idea is that you can do the things that you can conceive. You really can can achieve those. And what I've found, Marianne, is that in addition to being detailed, to being precise with your aspirations in life, there is a need to believe. Whatever it is I believe, positive or negative, whether it favors me or the opposite, if I believe it to be true, that belief itself becomes operative in my life, and I've seen it in countless other lives as well. You have to have good mental hygiene at any stage of life. Well, even Albert Einstein had a really good sense of that when he talked about the observer theory. If we're looking for particles or waves, when he was doing experiments, and depending on what the researchers were looking for, they got. And so that just you know, kind of shows in our world, our physical world, our spiritual world, we get the same thing. So if we're, if we're willing to look for the positive and, and have that be our main focus, I mean, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if people were doing that and we're having a much more happier experience? Because isn't that what we want in the long run anyway? Absolutely. Happiness as we define it. I'm a big believer Without in that, it, yeah. and I'm also a believer in staying connected to the source of all being, by which we know many names or many designations, chief among them God, that some people think, and here on International Women's Day, it's worth mentioning, that many people default to a patriarchal concept of God, and whether we choose to admit it or not, we tend to personalize God and make him the God and the judgmental God on the throne, and then we take that atavistic view out to the garbage, and then it pops up again later on. I thought I got rid of you, and it shows up. So continuously there is this need for a spiritual practice to understand that if our spiritual side is to be honored, to paraphrase Jesus, in spirit and in truth, this is how we get to know God in an authentic way. It's how we bring spirit, capital S, Spirit in to our lives, and I love to quote what a minister said many years ago, and I've never, many years ago I've never forgotten it. What she said was, "God cannot do anything for you that God cannot do through you." So that's the hmm. the illusion of separation that needs to be dealt with. This idea that well, God will do something, or the universe will in some way benefit me as though it were a mama bird feeding baby bird in an umbilical kind of way, when actually success is from the inside out. Does that make sense to you? Oh, without a doubt. You know, we're all, in my view, sparklers of God. We're all bits of light that come from God. And so we have this connection, and there is this, I think that for a lot of people, there's this longing to be more connected. And there's this misperception of separation when we're never separated. Yes, that, that, that's the illusion of separation that becomes a condition to be dealt with, for sure. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, Marianne, because it is International Women's Day, who are the women, if any, whom you most look up to, and it's certainly cool to include your own mom, but who are the women, famous or not famous, who have, in a sense, guided the, the growth of who you are, Marianne, and guided you to goals and to subjects of interest that might not otherwise be a part of your life? Well, you know, there are many women that have been along my path that have helped me reach one plateau or another during my lifetime. The one that's made the most impactful, um, I can't even think of the word, like journey, who's been with me on my journey that's made the most impact has been Judy Goodman. So it's interesting. I've been working with her for almost 
eight, nine years now. She's both my spiritual and business coach, mentor. And it's like going from kindergarten to college spiritually. So when you have strong mentors in your life that help you move to the next level, that don't have that ego involved, because that's a big kind of deal, it's interesting what transpires, how great life can get. But there's a lot of work that has to be done. You have to be willing to go to places normally people don't want to go and face the things you probably don't want to face. It's only in doing that that we test the metals of our soul to see how strong we can really be. And then you find out what those strengths are. And when you plumb the depths of those, isn't it a great discovery that I didn't know I could do that, and yet you're doing it? (laughs) Or I can overcome this. Or those things don't bother me. Or I have greater peace in my life. Or maybe I just get a sense of who it is that I am. You know, because a lot of times you get people who say, you know, I, I don't feel like I have purpose. I don't, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. You know, I think there's, there's more for me. And a lot of times that's all the inner work that we need to do to get to that place of understanding who it is we are as a soul. Because we've only had her on the show one time, I certainly want to give Judy Goodman <laughs> her props. I'm sure we'll have her on oh, again yeah. sometime in the near future. But just for our listeners' benefit, who is Judy Goodman and why is she so important to you? I get the mentor part, but what does she do Mm -hmm. that sets her apart in your mind? Well, so Judy Goodman is a teacher of teachers. A lot of times people will go ahead and go, well, who's Judy? Who's Judy to you? And when you see her, she's very unassuming. You know, she's got great education. She's, you know, coach. She's been doing motivational speaking. She teaches the teachers. She's been doing this internationally for years. And some of the best things that Judy does is she's able to see the potential that each person has for their life and help them reach that if they're willing to do the work. So there's so much that I can share about Judy. I mean, she's probably, in my opinion, and I, you know, like you, you both, I've met a lot of the great people that we have. I think she's probably one of the most gifted people we have walking the planet right now. So she's as highly intuitive. You won't see a whole lot of that on her website because she's also very grounded. And she helps people move to that next level. So, again, like with me, it's been going from, like, kindergarten to college with her because I've grown so much over the years. I've learned so much about myself. And it's only then, when we actually do the inner work, that we're able to find out who we truly are. So one of her taglines is beyond conventional wisdom. And that can't be further from the truth. I mean, she is amazing at what she does. Yes, she definitely is a mutual friend of ours, Ken Elliott, who is going to be on the Mm -hmm. show again soon, by the way. He's a very popular guy. He's not only a magnificent (laughs) painter, but he's a great practitioner of the metaphysical art, big believer in the power of belief. There, He has worked very closely with his friend, Judy Goodman, and in the closeness of their relationship, I found it very intriguing that despite their easy flow of communication, according to Ken, and I'm paraphrasing a bit here because I don't remember all the details, but I do remember with what excitement he described thinking about something without discussing it with her. And they live many states away from each other. Yes, they stay in touch a lot, sure. But when he was thinking about something privately, he had you know, a bit of an obsession going, and this was a concern, and he was just working it like a dog with a bone. God knows I've done that any number of times. And then Judy contacts him saying, oh, and about this thing, and she describes the very thing about which he had been obsessing with great particularity, and he was just stunned because he can't figure out objectively how she would know this very thing on which he was so focused because he chose not to discuss it with her, and she knew about it anyway. (laughs) She has a way of doing those kind of things, and Judy has come to many people and helped them in many situations just like that, but in, in different kind of ways. I mean, one of my personal experiences with her is that Judy went ahead and kind of helped me 
in a in a situation that had I not gone through it, I would have not known what was happening. So basically, and I was been living in Colorado and was moving and it was coming up these flight of stairs, coming down these flight of stairs with a big box of glass that it tripped. And just in the second that I was thinking, gosh, even if I drop this box, I'm not going to be able to grab the railing in time. When those thoughts cleared my mind, just in that instant, I was being pushed back up on the stairwell. And I got a slight pat on the side. And I said, thank you, Judy. I've been working with her some, for some time. Those that work with Judy know that she's got a few, well, as Ken likes to say, she's not of our cosmology. She likes to be able to do things that not only help us, but she's able to do things that most people can't. So I called Ken, and I'm talking with him. He's like, you got to call Judy and thank her right now. And so I get on the phone with Judy, and I, and I asked her, it's like, if I, if I say thank you in spirit, do I need to say thank you in person? She said, no, I heard you on the stairwell. So it's very remarkable that you get somebody that can do these types of things. Ken has chronologic some of it in his book, Manifesting 123, of his journey and some of the things he's discovered in working with Judy as well along his own path. So very powerful book. I highly suggest our readers and listeners go and pick up their own copy, and they can get that at his website, manifesting123.com. That's one of the things you are really good is repping, as they say, representing clients who have great <laughs> things to say about taking control of your life and going well beyond where you thought you could. And that's just to reach the heights of your potential and even above that so that you surprise yourself, which, if it's a positive development, is always a good thing to do. So I, I love the people that you were talking about. I love their work. You're quite right to say that Judy Goodman is extremely powerful, though unassuming, because to look at her picture or to talk to her on the phone in a casual way, there you wouldn't get the idea that she is so profound. And it's not because she ever sounds dumb, hardly. It's that she doesn't go for the trapping of this metaphysical wisdom. She doesn't put on a show. She may agree to do a show with you, but you're getting 100% Judy. You're not getting the gingerbread. You're not getting the show aspect of what she does because she goes to the heart of the matter. That is so true. I mean, how often do you see people that do, when we talk about metaphysics, and it's got a bad rap over the years because people see it as kind of a dog and pony show after a while, you know? But when you meet somebody like Judy, and again, she's, the only one that I've ever met that can do the things that she does, but they're able to help you. Maybe I have that one thing, that one obstacle in my life that only I personally know. And it takes somebody like Judy to say, have you ever considered this? Have you ever thought of that? It gives you a new way of approaching something, of viewing things. And how more empowering can that be, not just to women, but to everybody, you know, being able to overcome whatever those life obstacles are, so we can move forward. I would like to take our break now, and Benny, if you can go ahead and, and uh, set that up so we can take a break. I want to go deeper into this idea of what we have to offer the world and how, because Marianne Pastana is someone who knows the ins and outs. Why? Because she does so much of it and does it so extremely well. A lot of people listening to this broadcast would like to work on their spiritual path, and they would love to be able to make an honest income out of it. They would love to prosper financially, but they don't know how. I would like to get into some of that with Marianne because she has great stuff to say in regard. So, Benny, sir, if you're ready, why don't you take us out to break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the business side of metaphysics with Marianne Pastana, our honored guest of this very twerky, quirky hour that we're having. Thanks for hanging in there with us, everybody. You're listening to Manson Mitchell, and yes, you are tuned in to the home of Alternative Talk right here on Seattle's AM 1150. We'll be right back. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. 
If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Through the generous support of individuals like you, Trees for the Future has planted over 155 million trees and changed thousands of lives in the last 29 years. With your help, Trees for the Future continues to train thousands of impoverished farming families across Africa to plant their way out of poverty using an agroforestry method called the forest garden. Forest gardens consist of nearly 4,000 fast-growing fruit, nut, and timber trees that thrive alongside climate-appropriate crops surrounded by a living green fence. These forest gardens eliminate hunger in two years, increase household income over 400% in four years, and have changed landscapes from dry lands for monocropping to rich soils supporting over 20 varieties of crops and marketable products. Learn more about how you can be part of these efforts by visiting trees.org radio. That's trees.org radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Marianne Pastana in her debut on our show to discuss her thoughts on manifesting and the metaphysical world. On Saturday, Reverend Michael Bogar, a brilliant religious scholar, returns for a high-octane discussion of his worldview and the role its spirituality plays in it. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Marianne Pistana. I have joined us also from way out in Tin Canville. Marianne, if people would like to connect with you, what is your website and how can they do that? Oh, well, thank you, Suzanne. Yes, of course, I'm happy to hear from people, connect with them. They can at my website. MariannePastana.com. I'm sure we'll have the link here um, to also shoot out that people can have. But I love talking with authors, and thank you so much for um, for that shout out. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and spell your name too, since that is your website. It's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-P-E-S-T-A-N-A. All one word. MariannePastana.com. Yeah, so they can reach me there, and yeah, so I mean, gosh, I work with with International Women's Day, love giving a shout-out to the top women I work with, and we've got so many great authors and celebrities and people that we we kind of deal with on a daily basis, getting them out there, getting them their publicity, so, but, you know, thank you, Suzanne, I appreciate you allowing me to share my business. Well, before I joined you, did you and Gary talk about the people that you've brought to us? I said in your intro that we know you, and we've known you for some time, through your business because you have brought us some of the best guests we've ever had. You brought us Ken Elliott, who we adore, and Ken Elliott is coming back on next week, and also uh, Judy Goodman, and uh, more recently Nancy Rhine. So these are all people that you've worked with, and we've worked with you in bringing these people to Manson Mitchell. And so we we finally decided we wanted to go directly to the source and ask you about, you know, your business and your life. So I'm glad we finally got you on today, even though you're kind of dealing with our technical problems with us. (laughs) Well, hey, like I told Gary, you guys have great energy, so that's why the, the... Radio just is deciding to give up today, you know. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it and run with it. I like that. <laughs> good explanation, <laughs> Marianne. I wanted to let you know by way of a little anecdote, and then there's a bigger principle involved, and I would love to get your feedback. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, almost decades now, there was a person who thought that she had the makings of an excellent medium. And we do a lot of mediumship on this program. That's 
a professional medium. And so we talked about that a little bit. And what she wanted to know was, right off the bat, how much do you think I should charge? And I said to her, maybe perhaps more bluntly than I should, if your first concern is how to hang out a shingle and how much money you can get out of this, you're not ready to be a medium. And that ended our friendship. And so I thought, you know what, that's just a tough life lesson for me to maybe put things a little better and for someone like this particular lady to understand that metaphysics is not sport. It's not how to play a good hand of poker and make money at the table. That should not be your dominant consideration. You need to know who you are and what you are doing, and then in a manner of speaking, it seems to me, the price will set itself because your worth will be obvious to others and you will be sought after once you've done the inner work. Does that make any sense at all to you with all of your experience in all of this, Marianne? Well, you know, it's interesting. Most of the people I come across that are metaphysical, light workers that do spiritual work actually have a pretty big angst with money usually. And I'm the one telling them that they need to raise their rates. And most of that has to do with overcoming this fear that they are given some kind of God-given gift. And we all are in one aspect or another. I have a, a great gift of gab, obviously, and I love promoting people. So there are certain things that I'm really good at. And somebody may be good at speaking with angels or moving energy. I mean, who am I to judge? But, you know, there, there has to come a point where it's okay to be spiritual and make money. I mean, when I go into work every day, if I had a boss, you know, I would expect to get paid, you know, for the work that I do. So why should someone who works in the spiritual world not expect the same thing? When we talk about worth and value, though, I think that's something that really is more of an indicator of how someone feels about themselves. So my question would have been to the person if they'd asked that, would be, well, how much do you think you need to charge? And let them come up with the solution themselves. I can see how that would be extremely useful. It just seems to me that in this case it was out of order because I was hearing mm -hmm. nothing about all of the meditation and all of the work on establishing a clear and hopefully validatable connection with the spirit mm -hmm. world it would take in order to be an authentic medium. That would have been, if I were getting into that business, which I doubt that I ever will, I'm a consumer of the product rather than a generator of the messages. There, But if I were going to get into it, I would make doggone sure that I was confident enough that I could do what I do publicly as well as privately and come from that knowingness of metaphysical understanding, the implied knowingness of spirituality. And I wasn't seeing much evidence of it, I must tell you. But the marketing part mm -hmm. sure was a top priority. I just thought that was kind of vast backwards, as they say. Well, you know, Surgeons don't learn overnight how to do surgery. It does take time to develop a skill set. And also there are a lot of things that need to be learned. I mean, there's a lot of personal responsibility that comes with this type of work. So, you know, while there's education that needs to be done and, and some general sense of, you know, just being able to make sure that you are approaching things with the right energy and getting, um, not just getting paid for it, but, you're approaching your career with this new outlook in life, I think it's important that you have some kind of a background. You know, and what's like interesting, you know... That well, makes and, it and, sensible. And, well, and if I think about it, most of the people that I know that do energy work or that do spiritual work, or even myself, a lot of times we are donating or doing work that people may never even know about nor do we get paid. So at what point, you know, it's like, where do you kind of draw the line? It's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. I think a lot of that comes with, with time in the business and with boundaries. In, you know, Marianne, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about what it is that you're saying. And with metaphysics, 
uh, you are um, you're dealing with that unseen world, and I do believe there is a lot of training involved. There's a a lot of uh, inner work and a lot of um, you know just workshops and schooling and things that you need to do to get very proficient at dealing with things that are not readily visible to people. And for that reason, it seems like it almost has to be unpaid until you get to a certain level that you are consistently good, consistently um, people can recognize that you are coming up with, with the goods, so to speak, so that you can then begin to make a living at it. But, it, but for most people, I think they have a paying job, especially while they are learning. One of the uh, really great mediums that Gary and I know uh, has a show on KKNW, Marie Mania Cherry. She was a nurse, and she was working on her mediumship skills and her uh, medical intuitive skills while she was a nurse, and then she was able to make a move from her nursing career into full-time mediumship and metaphysics. But I I don't think, as Gary said, you can do that just on the the first time you have a a paranormal experience and say, okay, I'm ready. I think when you talk to the, the most famous mediums like a James Van Praag, you know, they say they studied for years. It, it isn't as though you can just um, decide, oh, well, now I can hear spirits, so I, I guess it's time for me to go into the business. I don't think it's quite that simplistic. Well, you know, I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that one, just because I happen to be very good friends with Lynn Van Praag-Grotten, and she... Some people have heard spirits from birth. You know, it's something that, especially when we talk about people who are medium. I mean, I know Judy Goodman has walked in both worlds since birth. So it really kind of depends on the person. And maybe one, I mean, it's really hard to judge one person's experience based off of what somebody else may be having. I don't think there's any set rule for that. You know, but there are some people that have some, that, that are born in this world with these specific skill set and these qualifications, and we can't really lump everyone in a, in a group. It's kind of like when you see children prodigies that are really good at piano. They just are born, they're three years old, they're playing Mozart, okay? You, mm-hmm. just, you just don't, you can't lump them in with the kids that are maybe doing it third and second year, second and third year, and and not really understanding how that whole concept comes together. So when we have these, when we have these ideas of what things should be, I think it adds a lot of limitations, you know, and um, I'm nobody's judge. I mean, I don't, it's, it's really up for each individual to choose their own course. Would that, you know, I know with the person you guys were describing, would that be someone I would go to for a session? Probably not, you know, but <laughs> you, well, you look at all and this and you, you know. Let me say something else about that, too, because Gary and I have met people who have both studied for many years and people who are natural-born prodigies. And mm-hmm. even with your natural-born prodigies, what I think you might be missing by not being in a community of other uh, people who have that skill set is you mm-hmm. don't have the uh, the protocols down or you don't have the advice down. And here's what I'm talking about. We, we know uh, a woman who is a natural-born medium, and mm-hmm. she will act in a way and say things in a way that people who have studied for many years would not, and her excuse is like, um, well, I was just born this way and I know what I'm doing. But I think that there 
this year on a particular thing. Well, when you're with those people who have studied mediumship for a long time, they have an understanding and they have learned that that is not something that you would do. And the natural-born prodigy is trying to make up their own rules. Does that make sense, Marianne? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I would agree with you on that. There are certain levels of accountability that um, people are held to. So I can understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting, that whole dynamic between the learned versus the innate ability, I, I find interesting because I've even heard that there are physical reasons why people might be more adept at sending or or receiving information having to do with uh, quartz crystals and the pineal gland and things that I don't readily understand. But um, there may be physical reasons. There may be, um, you know, other, other reasons why somebody seems to be much more facile at dealing with metaphysics than than somebody else's. And um, you're just kind of dealing with a whole big mix of types. It is very hard to to categorize or pigeonhole people too too easily. When you look at your own metaphysical abilities, do you feel like you were born with a lot of that or that you learned a lot of that? I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both. You know, and what's interesting, you know, when I'm working with certain authors or celebrities, a lot of times, and I think most women can attest to this, we get that intuitive nudge or that intuitive hit, and we kind of follow follow that. And usually what I found, at least in my life, when I follow that thread, then typically that's where the magic all happens, you know, and, and that's what I love the most is being yeah. able to kind of, for me, that's like being in the zone where I'm able to be present, you know, assist people as, you know, to the best of my abilities, and then help them shine, you know. So usually it's just following that thread, and that's where I, uh, you know, get that intuitive nudge. It's like, oh, maybe we should reach out to this, you know, this show or that paper, and then things just start to unfold. Yeah. I'm curious to know, Marianne, what is your dating relationship, I use that facetiously, what is your dating relationship with your own subconscious mind? My dating relationship? I will use the I Ching, for example, tools of divination, and I've used the runes, which I love, Uh, tarot, which uh, gets complicated, but again, it's great stuff. There I will read my horoscope. I'm not ashamed to say I read my horoscope just about every day, and I most days I find something useful. Some days I can't believe how accurate it is. And occasionally there's something I just don't recognize. But I will try to keep my subconscious mind aware of my conscious appreciation of what it can do in and through me through these various metaphysical means. And sometimes something comes through in a dream. Sometimes I will ask for something to be provided when I go to bed, hoping that I'll wake up with an answer and Occasionally, I do. Do you have that kind of relationship with your own subconscious? You know, I, I think my relationship, the best that I can describe it, is one of constant contact with Father. So I like to be able to meditate and find a place of inner peace. And usually it's connecting with the Divine, Father, God, whatever you know a person chooses to call that energy. But when we're doing that, for me personally, I'm able then to get into the zone of what I'm supposed to be here to do. I know a lot of, and, and it's different for everybody, but this is what works for me best, is being able to do meditation and get into that zone. And that is so important. You know, Marianne, I find it very difficult to do with any consistency. There was a time in my life, my early 40s, which is a while ago, when I would meditate nightly, and I would force myself to to get into a comfortable position with a straight spine, and I would just let come whatever would come. I'd notice it, and then I would let it evaporate, as it were. And I got some strange experiences out of that. First, 
first thing was it sharpened my psychic sense. I never used to be able to watch a, a, a television detective show, for example, one of those procedural crime dramas, as they're called, and I couldn't figure it out know-how. And I was always just in my head spinning thoughts. But once I began to meditate consistently for a while, I got to the point where I would know who the killer was. I would know how it was going to turn out. And if I said something about it, the person with me didn't understand how in the world I came up with it. And I said, well, I'm not sure I know exactly how either, but since I've been meditating, things become clear instantly to me. I need to do more of that. You just put me in mind of that. Meditation does good <laughs> things, even if you're not intent on those results when you do the meditation practice. Well, you know, it is a great way to become more peaceful within yourself, and then our world becomes more peaceful. Because if we view everything, everything's from internal. So if we are approaching things from a more peaceful state of mind, you know, just imagine what it does in our sphere and then our neighbors and the people we come in contact. So it makes such a great impression. You know, so, um, yeah, that's, that's uh, for me, that mindful practice. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. You don't have, to, at least in my experience, I've found that you don't have to um, spend a whole lot of time meditating. It's something that can be done quickly, do a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes at night, and then you just test the envelope. You see how far you can push it. You know, you start for a couple minutes, and, yeah, your mind's going crazy. You've got all these thoughts. You just let them drift away on a cloud and just stay thinking with no bad or good intention. Just let them go. And then bring your back, you know, bring yourself back to the breath and keep keep focusing on that. Before you know it, you can wrap around some time. You know, a lot of times when I first started, it took me a while to get there. But like any any type of exercise we do, it takes time. I mean, we don't become an Olympic athlete after running one little race. You know, you got to keep practicing. Marianne, I hate to interrupt you, but we are out of time. We have come to the end of our show, and thank you so much for being with us and for putting up with our technological problems today and still doing a great hour. We really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you both. It's been such a beautiful time to spend this with you both. Good. We will definitely have you back when we're not having all these problems. Stay tuned for Christine Upchurch, followed by Susan Harmon, and after that, American Road Trip Talk, hosted by Gary Mance. We'll talk to you tomorrow.